Yo, 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 War Report family, it's your boy Mike G. We got a special guest for you guys today. I'm here with Caesar Walker. Uh, and today we have Courtney Taylor, former Auburn receiver from 2003 to 2006, 2003 freshman, all SEC honors, sixth round draft selection by the Seattle Seahawks in 2007. Courtney, thanks for joining us, man. Hey, man. Thank you guys for having me. We are excited to have you here today um, to help educate our listeners a little bit about what it's like uh, for receivers um, at Auburn. I remember uh, being a film guy that season. One of my favorite moments from that season was the touchdown that you caught versus LSU. Oh, yeah. And 2004. Oh, yeah. Right. Can you talk a little bit about um, what it's like for what, what it was like for you that season on that team? You made some big plays during your time at Auburn. Um, and, you know, what kind of mindset did you guys have that season to help propel you to an undefeated season? Oh, man. Um, like I said, you guys might excuse my voice a little bit today because I've been coaching this past weekend and mm -hmm. the voice is definitely gone. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I have great memories about that season. Um, I, I can remember leading up into that season, um, the off season. Um, it, it was a time where he, we came together, we, we jailed, and you, you could feel something special was on the loom, you know. And um, the, the year prior to that, he was, um, you know, we was pit, you know, to to be the national champions the year prior to that. I remember. But that season didn't unfold like we wanted it to unfold. But um, we, we we stayed the course. Um, we kept working, and and like I say, I just remember that season. Um, uh, some, something was special. We we could feel it, and like you say, uh, going into uh, getting to that season, playing that season, game to game, and I mean having that confidence and that feeling that nobody could beat us. Right. I mean, we, we didn't care if we got down. We didn't care if we was up. I mean, we just didn't care. We had the mindset that we was just going out to do something special. And each game it started building to that. You know, where, you know, you win one game, two games, three games, and then you play big, big time opponents. Um, you play the LSU to defend the national champions from the year before. I mean, so, you know, just, just, just putting that season in a, you know, in this perspective, uh, place, it's just like, I mean, you don't get seasons like that. And right. so for us to experience that and, and to, to do that, I mean, it's something that all of us remember forever. Let's go back to the LSU game. Um, Courtney, you balled out, bro. Um, you had five receptions for 71 yards and a touchdown against a Nick Saban coached LSU defense coming off a national championship. Um, you look good, man. You had a, another big reception you had in that game was a fourth and 12 on that last drive. Yeah. Um, you, you called a pass, the J Cam threw your way, and it was an amazing catch. And then what led to that eventual touchdown reception. Yeah. One of the things that we've been talking about is the importance of going 1v1s and how those, those practices prepare uh, you guys for big games. And as good as LSU's defense was, Auburn's defense was pretty tough that year as well. Correct. So talk about talk about how going against guys like Carlos Rogers and Montavis Pitts in practice 
getting open and beating those guys to get open and make plays and practice prepared you for games just like the LSU game. Yeah, you're right. Um, like you said, that, that, that game, like you said, that game definitely sticks out in my head. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of big plays in that game, you know, not only by myself, but by Jason, uh, Cadillac, Ben, you know, Anthony Mix, Devin. I mean, I, mean, I could go down around the room. Uh, so many big plays in that game. Um, but to, to go back to your question, it's like the, the, it, the confidence that you get from going against some of the best players, you know, that was in college football. Um, I consider Carlos Rogers to be, I mean, he was the Thorpe Award winner. That's he was right. literally right. the best corner I've ever faced. And, right. and I can take that even further going into my professional career. I thought that he was just one of the best. And during that year, you know, our one-on-ones would be live. I mean, it would be exciting. You know, we would talk all trash and do do everything. But I remember that year in particular, that was the first year I started to beat Carlos Roger. Oh, one-on-ones right. in practice. And Dang. that just gave me that confidence that it didn't matter who I faced. I, I cared less who the other team had facing me. But... Of course, I know Corey Webster, you know, who I was going against that game. Right. And, you know, I was just more excited than anything to kind of try to prove that he's not better than Carlos Rogers. So who's going to be able to cover me? And, and like you say, um, having those one-on-ones against those caliber of players year-round, all the way from the offseason, all the way from training camp, I mean – it, it does big for you when you get into a game because, you know, I'm not saying that other players are not as equal, but I am saying, you know, certain players are special players. And Carlos Rogers was one of those guys. And, you know, if I could beat him, who can stop me? What's the mentality? So, Courtney, obviously big news out of Auburn is we have a new coach. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of the reasons why we're excited to have you on is because as one of the better receivers in Auburn history, I mean, you made some big catches. Caesar referenced that fourth and 12 that set up the touchdown versus uh, during what was the pivotal game and moment in that season. I, I feel like that win really propelled you guys to that undefeated season. Um, and when you talk about 1v1s, right, there was there was something that was being mentioned about the program under Gus in that uh, he didn't like to run ones versus ones in practice, right? Really? Yeah. And so I, know that. Um, I just remember that the 1v1s were the most intense times during those practices. Yes. And you guys talked a lot of trash. A lot of fights broke out. Um, yes. you, you guys left it on the practice field. <laughs> left it on the then, field. Yeah, left it on the field, but then you took that aggression and translated it on to the field on Saturday to beat everybody that you faced. What kind of adjustments are the receivers in our system going to have to make to play with more pro-style concepts? Well, I don't think there's any major adjustments. Um, If anything, it's just the the repetition. You know, a a new coach coming in, um, you know, it's going to be more passing concepts I'm assuming you know when you go more into a, a pro style offense you know concepts makes a difference you know you put guys in certain situations you're working together as a unit you know you have two receivers on this side or even maybe three all two and three receivers are working as one unit you know the route concepts 
works in one unit and give the quarterback back those progressions where it can be one, two, or three. That's that's the difference of a pro style than, you know, more so of hurry up and, you know, catching teams off guard and that type of type of movement. But I never was aware that they didn't do one-on-ones um, um, in the Gus area. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we were shocked. At some point, they stopped yeah. doing it. Yeah, yeah they stopped I'm, doing I'm it. I'm very shocked because, once again, you know, as a receiver or, or as, as, you know, any position, one-on-ones are times that you focus on, you know, your part. Me, getting to my depth, getting to my route. And, and that's the importance of one-on-ones because if I'm not getting to my depth or if I'm not practicing getting to my depth every single day, I have to rely on my mind and not my body going through the repetitions if that makes sense. Like, sometimes you can run routes and you can snap it off right at your depth because you run that route every single day. Right. Mm-hmm. Even in one-on-ones, because it changes the it changes the, tra- uh, the trajectories, the angles, and everything when somebody's in your face. Right, timing, the like the depth. Like some sometimes you can go a yard short, short. Sometimes you can go a yard over. You know, but you get the feel for it throughout the year. But you know, uh, like like you said, you you gotta do those type of things in in a pro style offense. You must rep that stuff every single day. And I'm pretty sure that that there will be one-on-ones with the new coach. So one of the things that Brian Harson talked about in his introductory presser, um, he talked about development. And that's one of the things we've been preaching and and talking about uh, ever since then with these guys coming along now. Um, Listen, you played at the college level. You played at every level. You know what it takes. Talk about in this new pro style or this new system that, that emphasizes a lot of pro style concepts, what is it going to take for these receivers to develop? And what are some of the things that if they want to get to the next level, because we know these kids want to get to the next level, what are some of the things that they're going to have to understand about route running, uh, being able to find holes in zone defenses? Like what are some of the things that, that you think is important for them to pick up now? Thank you for listening to the War Report podcast. You can find more of our content on YouTube. Please go over there, click like and subscribe and hit that notification bell so you can get notified when we're dropping more content for you. We are The War Report on Twitter and Instagram, TW Report on TikTok. Now let's get back to more of the podcast. Well, once again, that definitely goes back to, you know, the coaches putting putting players in ideal situations, put them in everyday type situations mm-hmm. um i don't i, I don't think there it, it'll be like a, a crazy adjustment for the guys of course it'll be different you know for some of the guys that's been there you know with a new coach coming in and doing things a little bit different but you know i'm a big believer on repetition every everything we do we rep every single day there's nothing you're gonna do in a game that you hadn't rep before exactly right and, and that's the mindset you know, and right. and as far as you know, like you say, what are the players going to have to to do to be successful in that system? You know, that just come down to the coaches. You know, that come down to the receiver coach. Um, and you know, building those repetition. 
giving players different scenarios. Uh, okay, if this guy's in my face, if he's if he's soft coverage, if he's off seven yards, um, it, it's a lot of little different things you can do. But you know, ultimately, uh, what uh, I, I don't know. Did they? Uh, have, is Cody Burns still the receiver coach there? Uh, they, actually, they actually hired uh, Cornelius Williams this past weekend to be the wide receivers coach. Yeah, okay. he's out of Troy. Out of Troy? Yeah, he's out of Troy. Oh, okay. So I, I don't know much about him, but you know that just comes down to, like you say, the receiver coach. You know, getting the players up to date, getting them up to speed, and then just start repping the heck out of these new pro concepts. Right. And, and and that's going to be what it ultimately comes down to. But it, it won't be a, a big adjustment for the type of athletes we have. So, Courtney, you mentioned Cody Burns, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done a number of these interviews. Uh, we interviewed King Dunlap. Uh, we did Jairus McIntyre. J-Mac. J-Mac came on the show and chopped yeah. it up with us. Um, and, you know, one of the things that has been notable in, in talking to you guys is that you guys all credit your position coaches for a lot of the success that you've had and the mindset Correct. that you've had. Right. Correct. You know, um, you know, I think the feeling around the program is that wide receiver production has been a little lacking over the last few years. Um, there could be a number of reasons for that. Um, I, I but- was waiting on them to give me a call. <laughs> Listen, so were we. Honestly, <laughs> I was hoping they would give you a call because um, uh, we definitely could use uh, the type of mindset that you had, you know, with these these new guys. This is something different um, that they're going through. I mean, you played in a different era, right? Like, correct. Uh, two a days are not the, what they used to be. No, they're not they're as not good as they used to be, right? Um, and uh, I would even venture to say that uh, the kids these days are a little bit more coddled. Right. Um, and I just remember how uh, now was Knox was Coach Knox, your wide receiver coach, coach the entire time. Yeah. Right. You know, listen, you guys were some of the blockingest wide receivers I've ever seen. <laughs> you right? didn't play if you didn't block. That's, That's what Jared said. That's what Jared said. So, he said. Yeah. He said there was no transport portal. You couldn't call mom and dad. Nope. You, <laughs> nope. no block. you got to rock, rock and roll. Right. Yeah. So my question for you is this, um, in this, in this, uh, uh, we talked about development and, you know, uh, you know, maybe in not running one V ones. And, and when I say one V ones, I mean, ones versus ones, right. Yeah. Courtney Taylor versus Carlos Rogers Correct. and missing a significant development opportunity and not getting to run against Carlos Rogers in practice. Right. You, 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 correct. You, you're missing those elements. Right. You Can have you to have those elements? And I, I would have been a hard, firm pusher. Hey, coach, we got to get one-on-ones because right. it, 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 you have to have a feel for the game. Mm-hmm. And if you if you don't go against that type of, you know, uh, aggressiveness every single day, then how are you going to combat it in the game? It don't work like that. And, and, and like, like, like I'm not saying, like, you can't win. Like, you still can win. But you're going to lose probably more than you win just because you had not had that everyday repetition. It's not muscle memory to you. Right. So you're doing a lot of thinking. You're processing the play that the Jets was called. You're processing the defense that Jets was called. That is a lot on players. And you want them to go out and play fast. So let's say you're a receiver and Brian Harson is your new coach, right? Uh, there's a new regime in town. Can you talk to us a little bit about what you can do as a receiver on your own right, during, during summer workouts, right, to get ready to stand out to, to your new coach? 
it's what they should be doing already anyway. Because All right. that's the game, you know. I always used to say to myself, a day that I don't work is a day that another receiver gets get better than me. Mm-hmm. It's a day that another DB gets better than me. So that offseason is so big because, of course, during season, you can't do everything that you do in the offseason because, of you know, you're running more, you got classes, you got, got a lot of stuff going on. So during the season, it's more of maintaining you're more of maintaining, but the off season, I mean, you're doing countless footwork. You're doing so much footwork. You're on that judge machine. You're, you're literally, like I tell my receivers now that I train and coach, if you're not catching a, a minimum of over a thousand balls a week, you are fooling yourself. Oh wow, you are fooling deep. yourself. And the catch is, catching a thousand balls in a week is the easiest thing ever. You should be catching more, but at minimum. You must catch a thousand balls a week. That's a hundred and some balls a day if you break it down to seven days. So right. it's not like you really catch so much, but you gotta be catching, you gotta be catching balls every single day. You gotta catch it from different angles. Um, and like you say, the footwork, the, the hand fights, the hand placement, it's so much stuff you can do that you can work on and continue to better your game. And I always found that it translates. It translates, you know, my time in, at Auburn, the work we put in in the summer, being on the judge, it translated to the season. When I was in the NFL, the work I put in, it translated. When I when I went to the CFL for my final six years of playing football, that's, that's all I did. And it always translated. And so that's what kept me playing for so long into my 30s. And so that's what I tell kids. Do you want to play until you're 30? Or do you want to play... You know, just play college and be done. Mm-hmm. So, so th- th- that's literally what you can do to prepare yourself to come into the season. It's just that you're doing countless things every single day, and that goes back to that repetition that I keep talking about. Everything is a daily repetition to where it comes muscle memory. And now you're out there just going going out there and making plays, and then you go back and look at the film. You don't even recognize that person sometimes. Right? You, you're like who? Like, how did I do that? Or I don't remember even doing that. But I've done it a thousand times before I even got in that situation. So I don't think it's hard. I just think it's the dedication. What type of dedication do you have? And what type of player do you want to be? Courtney, we got a lot of uh, good jewels from you, man, in terms of dedication, hard work, practicing. Um, One of the things that we got from previous interviews uh, was the concept, especially from King Dunlap, was the importance of buying in. And there's a lot of change on the planes um, with the new coaching staff. We've seen kids decide, to, you know, to, to transfer out. But for the kids who decided, you know, they're 10 toes down, they're going to stay with the team. Mm-hmm. In terms of buying in, speak to how important that is. And if you could say one thing to the kids now on the team, you know, you're 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 uh, you're an OG now. And yeah, you got exactly. a lot of wisdom. Um, what what would be the thing that you would speak to in terms of buying in? It's going to be a lot of changes, a lot of things different. How do what do you say to them in terms of keeping them focused and buying in? Well, well, you, you can reference reference it to like you know if, if I was to talk to a kid, especially the kids that have stayed there, um, uh, and about the new coaching coming in, it's like at the end of the day, we all are are striving to play in the NFL, so. You yourself 
you yourself, you individually, you you are the guy that that has the ultimate key to that success. You know, it's not always your coaches. It's not always you know these different things. It, it's it comes down to you. What do you want? And when you talk about buying into a culture, you can represent kind of like to war. Elf, we go into a battle with 20 people and we got just one person that is not on board. What do you think happened to those 20 people? Right. It is hard right. to win that battle. Right. So the importance of buying in, whether you like your role or not, it, 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 it's, it's one of the biggest things that 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 drives the success of that team, and ultimately, the success of that team helps you get right. to where you wanted to go. Right. So, you know, and, and and that's that's simple as I can put it, and that's what I would tell guys. It's like, you know, if you want your ultimate goal and your ultimate dream, which is to play, and hopefully, it's just to play in the NFL, then. If you are owing 13 teams, <laughs> how many people you think are going to actually, you know, look at that team and say, hey, uh, hey this player right here, he he makes his team better. Right. Mm, yeah. You guys just went 0-12. Your team is not better. Something's wrong. Right. So, it, so if anything, they'll try to look at every little hiccup, the reason that team is not successful. Therefore, you are going to be dissected. But I, I, always, I always tell people this. You play on a 13 and 0 team, you're still going to be dissected, but you're going to get more looks. Right. It only takes one person to give you a chance. Right. So that's what I'll tell guys. Find into a culture so you can be successful, so the team can be successful, the program. That's, that's what brings... The attention for you to get your ultimate goal. Thank you for listening to the War Report podcast. As we continue to grow, we're asking our community for help. So if you would like to support us, please visit the About section on our YouTube channel. You can also find the link on our Facebook page. We appreciate your support and War Eagle. Well, Courtney, listen, we really appreciate you coming on today. Um, I think a lot of the things that you said echoes what we're hearing from former players like yourself who were very successful at Auburn and then went on to do it at another level, right? Sure. You know, practice hard, put the work in on your own, right? Buy in, you know, uh, uh, listen to what the coaches have to say, right? You know, and, 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 and put it on the line for the team, you know? So uh, it's really good. You know, you, you your voice is a little gone for this interview. It's There's gone, a reason. Man. There's a reason for like that. This. I'm like, man. <laughs> and the funny thing is, it's like, you know, the older you get, yeah, you know, I'm just, just to be honest, the older you get, <laughs> I would say I started coaching about coaching and training and stuff about probably about four years ago, three and a half, four years ago. And I never knew I could lose my voice. But doing, <laughs> like I went, uh, we'll go to Vegas and do tournaments over the weekends. And, you know, we play like 10, 12 games. Mm. And you don't realize you know, I mean, you're competitive. I'm a, I'm a warrior. So it's just like I'm playing. You know, mm -hmm. I'm excited when the kids are excited. I, I get in their butt when I need to. But hey, come on, let's go. And right. then, you know, you, you, you just, you know, I, I, did, I don't realize how much I'm yelling and, and, and excited. So mm -hmm. until until I get back home, 
go to sleep and wake up and I can't even talk. <laughs> and, and usually some tea or some coffee will get me right. But yeah, I think this weekend uh, was a little bit tougher. Well, tell us, tell us more. You're training, you're training kids now. Yeah. Right? So um, can, can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing with kids post post football? Yeah. So I have a I have a, a little a, a, a train a little small company that I call Taylor. You know, I, I call it Taylor. Like I'm I'm helping Taylor your game. And, and of, I course, see what I you work, did there. of course, I work more with um, wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you say, that's something that I've been loving for the past three and a half years that I've started doing it. Um, going on four years, and and like you say, just to give back, man, just to see the kids' faces when uh, j- just yesterday, just yesterday, I have a kid that I've been working with for about three years, and he got his first scholarship offer right oh, down wow. the seven on seven field. Nice, oh, and I'm sitting up there. I mean, I, you know, I'm mad about the two losses we had over the weekend, <laughs> but, but, but I'm serious. You know, that, that's me, but. You know, like I told the kids, we went four and two. Some people would kill to go four and two, you know, and, and, and big in these tournaments. But, you know, that's the expectation that we set for our guys. But to see that kid, you know, face light up, his parents don't have to worry about him going. That's why I do it. And this year, uh, uh, I had the privilege I had the number one wide receiver in in the country. His name is uh, Emeka Abuku. Oh, nice! Abuku. Is he going to Auburn? I can't even say his name right. Are Abuku. you sending him to Auburn? Because <laughs> we need no, him. We I need tried. I tried. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> I tried, but Auburn wasn't throwing the ball enough for him. Oh, there but, you go. Uh, there you go. I had the number one receiver in the country. Um, he's going to Ohio State. Uh, oh. but, you know that that's a different story, but. You know, like like you said, it, it's my passion and it's what I love to do. And, and as you can tell, that's why I talk about repetition. That's why I talk about the muscle memory, putting yourself in those situations, you know, because that that's what I'm teaching these days, you know. And, and like I tell guys, I said, guys, I was never that 4-4. I meant 4-3 guy, 4-4. I was a 4-5 guy, but I made the best of my speed. You know, I, I did the best. And, and like you say. I put. I had that mindset that the two or three balls that came my way, because you know we didn't throw the ball forty times like this right. generation does. Right. We throw it like seventeen, maybe twenty. Right. Right. The three or four that I got, I was gonna catch all of them. Right. So I was gonna do everything in my power to be ready to catch every last thing that came my way, because you never know you was gonna get another ball when, when you got so much talent around you. So. But yeah, that, that's pretty much what I'm doing these days. Uh, and, and like you say, I'm loving it. I'm love giving them, giving back, and watching watch, watching these guys chase their dreams. And I'm also loving, I'm also loving that picture behind you too. That uh, that infamous catch. Yes, sir. I tell them they need to get me one of the fourth and twelve because the fourth and twelve is bigger than me to me. Yeah, listen, yeah. that was an amazing the touchdown. Oh, yeah. Was the easy part. <laughs> Listen, I yeah. tell people, I said, you know, the touchdown was the easy part, in, in my opinion. That four right. and twelve, everything that was going through my mind, and you know, you know, I mean, it could easily go the other way. So, Cody, that know, was a low percentage play. <laughs> like, look, back at it, that was a low percentage play. Listen, think about that play. Think about that play for a second, right? This is yeah. something that we've been sorely missing on the planes. 
you ran that route. I remember like it was yesterday. You ran that route to the perfect depth, mm-hmm. right at the sticks, right? Jason put the ball right on you. I remember right falling to the ground to make the catch, and I was I had the end zone shot from the and, and I secured the catch. That's like, right. Most people, right? Like they don't understand in a fourth quarter game, a minute and some two minutes, whatever it was at that time, and everybody's tired. Because you've been battling all game, mm-hmm. and, and, and like I tell people, I, I remember looking out at the DB and seeing his hands on his hips like this, you know, and that tired look. Yeah, warm out. And I was tired too, but that gave me power when I saw that. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I'm going 100 percent here, and I gotta secure this catch. Most people would, you know, throw them hands out there. Mm-hmm. To make that catch, if you notice, I caught that ball here to, to snap it against my body because I knew I was going to get hit immediately. Mm-hmm, right. If I go to catch it with my hands, yeah, me, anything can happen. That ball jars out, anything. Mm. So it was just the small things for me that I literally thought and processed in that small amount of time because of my repetition and practice. Well, right. So you you mentioned it, right? Which I think is important. You talk, you talk, uh, which I think is really important for a lot of people to hear about. You know, running your routes, running your routes, running your routes, so that when it was time for you to make a play, how many times have we seen a guy run a route when on fourth down, short of the sticks? Yep. Right. right? Yep. And then and right. then he gets hit like you hit, but he didn't run his route deep enough. He Correct. had no awareness of where the first down marker was at. Correct. Right. And then the game's over. One on one. That's why you do one on ones. That's why you do your repetitions every single day, right. because it puts you in an element where you're comfortable. You can be relaxed in a in a time where you know it's, it's high intensity. Mm-hmm. So, I, and I and I can't I can't put it in no other better way. It's like I, I was not pressing. I knew exactly what I was doing. I knew exactly what I needed to get to. You know, I knew I was going to push two yards past this cone. Like I, I knew all that from repetition, right? Mm. From repetition, and so, so you know, it, it, it's just you know, that is one of the main things that you know I relate to a lot of the guys I train now these days. It's like, guys, everything, every situation you're in, you have already seen it a thousand times before you get it, before you get to that situation. You, you, you have already dreamed about it, and that's why. You know, like like I, said, I keep we keep reference to one on ones because that's what got got us going about repetition, and, and and you can look at it from that that route that was a one on one route versus mm-hmm. me against him. So, you know, it, it, it's 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 those type of things that you are training your you are training your body to react in those situations, it, all the way down to the hand placement. Well, Courtney, again, I really appreciate the knowledge that you dropped on a lot of our listeners today. Um, You know, there's a lot of value in the average fan hearing what you guys go through in practice and how that translates to success Mm -hmm. on the field on Saturdays. Um, I'm even happier to hear how you're using uh, your experiences to help shape young and impressionable minds. Uh, Having the number one receiver in the country is a big deal. I wish he was going to Auburn and not Ohio State, but... But maybe we'll send the next one down to the plane. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I said. I said I'm gonna have to start on the next year because I, I I started with this kid as you know he was a ninth grader, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. know we've been building through up. But the next one, trust me, I'm gonna be throwing Auburn in there every chance that I get. 
Well, again, we really appreciate you joining us. As always, we are The War Report. Please click like and subscribe on YouTube. We're bringing you more content like this, more interviews, more access. We are The War Report on Twitter and Instagram, TW Report on TikTok. We are signing off. And as always, gentlemen, War Eagle. War Eagle.